Game Boys. Hey there, Internet. Welcome to another episode of the Game Boys Podcast. My name is Lux and I'm your host. And joining me as always, he is the best teacher in all of Garrick Mock. It's Griffin Davis. Yes, but why won't any of my students hang out with me? I mean, look, sometimes (laughs) approaching greatness is intimidating for the for the young. You know, I'm trying to recruit these students and they don't want anything to do with me. Would you say you're having a hard time trying to reach these kids? Yes, that's exactly that's exactly what I what I'm having a hard time doing, Lux. Uh, but we're gonna get into a whole bunch of that. But you know, this is kind of an emergency Game Boys episode. You know, we we kind of had to we had to pull in a big character from the Game Boys canon to help us this week because it might be a big week for 2019. Maybe a week that sort of sends ripples and echoes uh, through the gaming genres. So Maybe I a think week that, you'll hear about in December 2019 when we do our Game of the Year stuff. Yes, because looking at the year of 2019, it's been kind of a low year and then all of a sudden, in the heat of July, something has arisen. But first, let's talk a little bit about where we are. I'm in a, I'm in a fancy, fancy place today. <laughs> we've got people on the ones, we've got people on the twos. And uh, I think we should just tell us where we're at. We're at uh, Wisecrack headquarters yet again. And I'd like to uh, welcome our big character from our universe, our big guy, our... Welcome to the show. He's uh, the... You know his face from all the Wisecrack videos. If you watch any of those, he also writes them and does other tons of other things. He's the head of our whole deal over at Wisecrack, and it's uh, Jared Bowers here. Yeah, hey, guys. Thanks welcome for having back. me again. Glad he, to be yeah, on. He's Jared, the face. Our, uh, our official uh, whenever we talk about a game soon after it comes out correspondent, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't God have a whole bunch well. of notes this time. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, because you realized I didn't let you get to any of them. Uh, no, I got to almost all of them. <laughs> well, how you been, buddy? I've been good. You've been good? He seems like you've been good. Wow, we're in a nice new space here. New space. Yeah, we're uh, basically the uh, office that we used to be in got sold. So now we moved next door. Mm. And now it's a much bigger space that we're sharing with like four other companies and yeah, it's cool. It's uh, definitely an upgrade from the closet we used to be in. Hey, so I guess that last episode I was on must have given you guys the bump you needed. Exactly. Yeah. They saw, really, they saw Griffin walk in. They said, ooh, this guy needs more space. Was that, was that the most negative? <laughs> other, other than Miserable May, was that the most negative episode of the Game Boys ever? Uh, no, we've done Superman Returns once, but I think on a spiritual level, yes, that is something I'm still dealing with in, in therapy. Me too. Yeah. I mean, we're all we're all dealing. You know, we all have our things. But um, um, yeah, we do all of our things. But uh, you know, I know what game you've been playing this week. So let's ask, what has your gaming journey been since we last saw you? It's been a rough year, as you alluded to. So actually, on Lux's recommendation about a month ago, I downloaded Divinity Original Sin Two because Lux said it was his game of the year last year, and it was on PlayStation Online or PlayStation Plus, whatever, for only twenty bucks. So I got that. My girlfriend and I are always looking for co-op games to play. And I was into it, but it's a little bit, to use Lux's words, a little bit too much deep nerd shit for me. Yeah, so it's I didn't, exactly the I, right amount for me. But yeah, <laughs> not for everyone. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't finish it. Plus, there was a couple times that I was just so angry because it's one of those games that if you don't save, you're fucked. Right. And so then I played that. And then I got ripped off recently getting Super Mario... Uh, the whatever what are the Wii U new Super Mario Brothers U oh yes don't which, trust it yeah man 
I really believed on the box where it said, wow, I'm willing to pay $60 for a re-released game because they claim to have released, they have two games in one. There's Super Mario World and Super Luigi World, sure. but it's basically just a hard mode. So, I mean, it's a good game. I don't think it was worth 60 bucks, but so now well, it's been kind of a rough year of, you know, since me, Devil May Cry. You've, you've yeah, played and beaten Sekiro. You've been hurt. You've been kind of hurt. You've been kind oh, of hurt. Oh, yeah. I did oh, play Sekiro this okay. year. I listened to your guys' episode, okay. and uh, I'm proud to say that I toughed through it and beat it. You beat it. Congratulations. I, thank you. Thank you. Very yeah. good. I can't believe you're stuck on the... Now, I will say this, though. I did have to use a boss guide on YouTube for pretty much every boss fight. Sure. Um, I, I'm, I've only used it in the last one, but I think I'm just like under leveled or underpowered. I think I need to like mm. go back and like kill a few secret yeah, bosses. So I got the mask. And then I grinded for probably like two days. I don't even have the mask. I'm yeah. I'm like always mask <laughs> off. Famously. How are you ever going to be smoking? <laughs> reference to the classic film, the mask. Yeah. You know, uh, remake the mask. We're remaking all the wrong stuff. Uh, let's do the mask live action. Um, yeah. So Griffin, what have you been playing this week? Aside from the game for the week, or have you just been playing this nonstop? Same as I have. I don't know, man. It's crazy. I've really just been playing this. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm, I, I'm getting excited about Overwatch changing a lot right now. It's, it's actually having like its biggest change. I've talked about this before, but they're switching to two, 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 uh, which is just like, kind of like fundamentally, uh, like saving the game. But then also it's like, because it's two, 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 everyone actually has to learn how to play the game now. Like when it was a free for all, you could kind of hide in your mediocrity and you could kind of (laughs) be a weak link. But the second that you queue into like healer tank or DPS, it's like immediately clear who's not doing well. And so like for the scrubs, it's going to hurt and it's going to, they're going to lose some people, but I think they're going to retain their hardcore base for longer. So I'm excited about that, but what have you been playing, Lux? And I think, I mean, it's crazy that you've beaten this game. This so, game came out on Friday. So and I've beat beaten this game. On Monday? Um, and I beat it on Monday. Do you do, you do some? Because I spent the last two days doing humanitarian work at the Mexico-American oh. border. <laughs> This is some her he doesn't sleep. This is some Hermione Granger bullshit. Like when she had that that weird <laughs> the time, time turner, that time turner that like we got to get rid of this or this is going to ruin the rest of the series. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about me is that sometimes if I really want to do a couple of things, the thing I sacrifice is sleeping. And mm-hmm. boy, am I really on a real binge of not getting enough sleep. Yeah. Well, well, if you're feeling sleepy, I think before we get to the game, we should do a little bit of a warm up with everyone's favorite video game news segment. That's right, gentlemen. Welcome back to everyone's favorite segment, Toxic or Toxic, the video game news segment, where I say stuff that's happened in the news of video games, and you guys tell me from the gut if it's toxic, as in bad gamer culture, incel, get it off my internet, or if it's Toxic, as in the Britney Spears song, which is a hit, a slap, a banger, and the voice of every generation. Gentlemen, news story number one. Scam artist creates fake video game company and hires 25 people. That toxic. That's, that's toxic. <laughs> it's a T-ball one. We're starting off easy. Uh, Wait, yeah, explain Twitch. this. What? <laughs> Wait, yeah, can, yeah, well, can you go okay. more into that? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, so this guy um, started... It's hard to get. It's actually kind of hard to get a job at a video game company. So there's like a lot of people online that are like putting their resumes out and like talking on these forums, trying to get jobs anywhere. Uh, and this guy um, hired all these people to basically make this make this video game for him. And he thought he could lead them on long enough that the game would get finished 
before they figured out that they weren't going to get paid and then he could like hightail off with the game. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Was so the game the actually, they block? actually did work then. They started doing work and then they realized because they have they signed contracts that said they were getting paid like an hourly wage and like all this stuff. Uh, so so that yeah. guy's getting sued. I mean, I guess if he didn't have a great escape plan. Okay, yeah. They're all like, hey, are we ever getting paid? And he was just like, smoke bomb, grappling hook, airplane, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, you can't, if you could do that combo and you pull it off, you legally are allowed to get away. Yeah, that's Moving true. On, that's the uh, one that's in the Constitution. That's the one way you can never go to jail. Yeah, that's the constitutional amendment that we need to add. They call it the Constitution. Uh, moving combo. on. Monster Prom team says Papa Roach stole game art for their tour poster. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. You shouldn't steal people's art, but that's so funny. We're so happy that this news headline exists, right? Right. Yeah. I'm like glad it's... that something was able to bring Papa Roach back into the spotlight. Yeah. Well, Papa Roach just went vi- had a viral tweet this week. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yes, Donald Trump against... had that tweet where he was like. A list of all the things that he was saying. He was like, no impeachment, no obfuscation, no whatever. Suffocation, no breathing. Yeah, and then they just quote tweeted that with the text, this is my last resort, which was very good. And I've been thinking about Uh, it a lot because uh, how did this happen? Welcome to the resistance, brother. Welcome to the resistance, Papa Roach. Uh, Yeah, they're going to. Uh, they're, 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 it doesn't, it says on the tour that, uh, opening for Papa Roach are the Krasensteins. So Aww. they're, they're getting really into the resistance over there at Papa Roach. My Moving enemies. On, uh, Twitch streamer banned for showing Hitler Minecraft skin. He's banned from Twitch? Banned from Twitch because he had, uh, some kind of skin that was a Hitler skin. I didn't look at the skin, uh, but he insists it was a har- it was harmless, and the intended joke was to say Minecraft. I mean, that's kind of the kind of thing where I want to be very informed before making a decision about that. So I'm going to have to say, show it to me, show me the context, show me the video before sure. I can make a judgment on that one. A lot of context Sorry, that's like on super, that one. a super litigious answer, but I, that's, yeah. I'm, I understand. I'll go ahead. I'll say it. It's good that they canceled this idiot because that joke sucks. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. you haven't even heard the joke. I was going to say, joke if you're going to be. Minecraft as in Minecraft. It's like, get yes. out of here. I'm all for using Hitler as for comedy, but at least you got to be funny about it. Like that sucks. If you're going to poke the bear, do it with a good stick. Okay. Uh, Moving on. Uh, Griffin will tell you whether or not a stick is good. That's his new business, by the way. (laughs) Uh, I, I smell a new a new improv commercial quote. Okay, uh, moving on. Glitch reveals popular young streamer is a middle aged woman. Get that paper, secure the bag. I love this. Um, she twitch streams from a uh, still JPEG, so <laughs> it's like it, it, they're lucky it was a woman, it could have been a, anyone, and, yeah. Like, uh, and but for some reason, the image like glitched out, and they saw through the video cam that it was a middle aged woman, and it's it sent shock riffs amongst the toxins. I, I gotta uh, say this, man. Did, wait, did she do like a voice, like? Hey, it's me. <laughs> I don't know. I should have. I should listen. I to love it. this like emerging trend of like female Twitch grifters. Yes, like it's awesome. Like this lady, like Belle Delphine. I'm so fucking into it. That's like the true Dude, Belle Delphine master level troll. Belle so Delphine good. is a grifter queen. Oh, um, yes. Like. Yeah, it's she. Ugh. I, love I feel like it. Belle Delphine is in Fire Emblem. Like she, she looks like oh, a yeah. character in Fire Emblem. I think what we're uh, learning though is that like there is no like I thought that sort of like 
boring centrists were the most griftable people in the world. See the Krasensteins. But like the answer is gamers. Like gamer dudes are the most griftable people on Earth. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're the most um, they're the most like like uh, susceptible to magic. Yeah, they like are horny to be grifted. Yeah, exactly. No, like they they don't even care. They know they're being grifted and they like and they, they, they want it to keep it. going. <laughs> they fucking love it. Um, it's a specific type of, of, uh, of illness. Uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, I feel warmed up, guys. So let's end it with a banger. U.S. teen wins three million dollars at Fortnite World Cup. Good for him, man. But that's it, so much money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really too much money. But I will say he's not just any American teen. He's a teen from Montgomery County, Maryland, where Rabbi Jack and St. Barbara Atkins uh, reside. So, oh, so that's, that's doo 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 doo. He's gonna parents. put that money right back into the into the church. Yeah, he's gonna put that money right back into Temple Bethany, the temple, Bethany. The temple. Uh, and just elevate. <laughs> oh the whole no, we thing. put it into the church, not the temple. Yikes! Um, Boy, yeah, I don't know. Just out of residential pride for the place my parents live now, I'll say that's good. It's good for him. Okay. Nice. All right, then I will accompany you and I'll say get get that money. Do 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 guys. That was Toxic or Toxic. Thank you for playing. And now we have the meat of this episode, guys. I'm very excited to talk about it. I've only spent a few days playing it. Lux has already mastered it. I'm sure that we'll ask where you are on your journey with this game. But first, as always, I think we need to hear a little bit of history about this game. Treat your men as you would your own beloved sons, and they will follow you into the deepest valley. Sun Tzu, the art of war. Many interpreted Tzu's quote to be an observation of the warring Chinese states of 500 BC. However, historians have come to understand the quote as a prescient foretelling of a relationship tactics video game series called Fire Emblem. Cut to the late 1980s in Japan, where the first Fire Emblem title, Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light, was being created by four friends, intending it as a doujin project, an amateur self-published work. But the game quickly found commercial interest and more games were immediately slated for development. The series would grow westward with its inclusion of Marth and Roy in Super Smash Bros., prompting interest in the series and leading to North American localizations. But in 2010, the series limped along with declining sales and with Nintendo telling the team if the next game did not sell above 250,000 units, the series would be permanently canceled. The team rose to the challenge of the next two games' reception and sales ended up saving the series from cancellation, convincing Nintendo to continue production, leading us to July 2019 with a next-gen entry for the Nintendo Switch. Could this battle-weary franchise potentially produce 2019's Game of the Year? Sun Tzu was unavailable for comment. This week, it's Fire Emblem Three Houses. Ugh. Hell yeah. Ugh. Ah. Yo. Okay, so hold on a second, Lux. There's no way that uh, you must have just burn through it. You didn't do any of the relationship stuff. Oh, your your army must have hated you. I mean, no, they loved me. I maxed out every single relationship. How? Because I'm in fucking, the game or the, in your in your army? Because because I've beaten Fire Emblem Fates with all three endings and every other Fire Emblem game <laughs> with all the possible endings, and I know how these games work and I love them. Oh, so you're saying the characters were aware of your past? No, gaming. I'm just saying They're that like, I have the, you know I just have the skills honed. You know. I honed my skills in the dojo of Fire Emblem. You see through the code. Yeah, exactly. I'm like Neo <laughs> at the shit. Um, but. Are you telling me that you recruited all the people that aren't part of your class? Oh, no. I No, I got everyone on my team maxed out. Yeah. So, but there's but this recruited, whole other part of the game. I recruited uh, Hanneman. Okay. I recruited, recruited some Catherine. people. Sure. I recruited Seteth. 
Did you get all of the items that you have to then match to the person? In- oh, Jesus. I got a good chunk of them, but no, I didn't. I just had to finish this game and start the next playthrough. Just got to finish all of them. Okay. So, I got to catch so, them all. <laughs> so Lux, you've seen the most of this game. Where do we start? I well, mean, this is my first part in this game and we can work our way from let's, there. Yeah. I think. Where am I? So this is a perfect game for me because I am kind of ADD with video games these days. That's why Sekiro is the perfect one because it's literally just combat. And my girlfriend is really into inventory management and talking and narrative and all that stuff, which I appreciate. But basically, she does all the stuff at the school. She does all the item hunting and matching. She does all the relationship building. (laughs) And then I just do the shit, the fighting. Crazy. So that's a great dynamic. But we basically just got the sword out of the tomb nice nice oh that sword is good a good a good kind of act one marker inciting incident um very cool yeah so that's early on amazing way to share a game you guys continue to surprise me with with how you guys play video games didn't you do a similar thing uh with kingdom hearts well we both played kingdom Hearts. Hearts. there wasn't a kind of division but she was a big kingdom hearts fan and i unfortunately was just kind of eye rolling the whole time (laughs) but she wasn't enjoying it too much, too. At least the third one. We both like yeah. the other installments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I rolling through Kingdom Hearts 3 is basically mandated by the content of Kingdom Hearts 3. That's sort of <laughs> like you can't avoid it. They, they made the game that way. Right now. So this game to me on, on like a from an outsider's perspective, I've never played a Fire Emblem game me before. Neither. And this to me, like what you said earlier, scared me as like deep nerd shit. I mm-hmm. was like, oh, no, is this game going to be? My always my biggest fear too complicated. Uh, and this game is and isn't at the same time. Like they make the experience so good that I don't even care how complicated it is. Cause like I just keep on wanting to play it and want to explore like the next kind of weird thing they're doing in this Hogwarts town. And and I, I just like for the last couple nights. I've just like lost. I've gone to like a time hole. Like I've just like looked up and it's like four in the morning. Yeah. And, and you asked me how I beat the game so fast. That happened to me. There were yeah, nights but you where beat like it. You, I you've done like turn 40 in, more hours. There were, turn, I, there were nights where I'd turn in stuff for Wisecrack and then be like, I'm just going to play a couple hours of Fire Emblem and then I'm going to relax till tomorrow. And I would do that and it'd be like 630 in the morning. And I'd be like, <laughs> all right, yeah. I'm just going to go get some coffee and go back to work. And then I'll take a nap in the afternoon and play more Fire Emblem. I can only describe it as like the feeling of being tranquilized and like just passing out and like waking up and be like, whoa, like it's it's just like it's so much fun to play. Um, it's because but, of the elegant mechanic. Like everything yeah. works so seamlessly in this game. So for this is going to we're going to not try to spoil it till a special segment later. But for people who haven't played a Fire Emblem game like me, it's uh, it's 50 percent a time top-down, bird's-eye-view, square-grid strategy game. You have a team of kids, and you send them to war. Uh, And then the other half of the game is uh, basically a relationship simulator in a big Hogwarts castle. And it's all about uh, the relationships you build with your students that then make them stronger on the battlefield because friendship is power. Um, But yeah, so that's a basic breakdown of the game. And I've played similar things to this but every element of this game is like at a 10 i feels like i'm playing just a real big meaty full game the only the last time oh sorry go ahead i was like, the only game we've talked about in the show that even kind of comes close to this game as far as balancing perspective and character and theme and stuff like this is a i think was it episode one that we did sweep it into uh, i thought you were gonna say persona 5 no persona 5 does it in a different way 
Suikoden 2 is very, very similar in the sense of like it has this like different perspectives, big politics, ideas, stuff like that going on. Um, and like its scale is really huge. Persona 5 is like the only comparably good life sim, I think. But um, Suikoden 2 is like the one of the only games that has the same degree of like perspective and just scale and hugeness and balance across those like many big ideas. Right. Um, in the same right. way as this. Oh, um, and it's been a while since, say, since we talked about Suikoden. Uh, Suikoden. Um, what were you going to say, gonna Jared? Say, I was just a, the game that I thought you were going to cite is one that I've played probably four times all the way through. I think actually Lux and I have talked about this and it's probably the only of its type it's final fantasy tactics the original and i love that game and i've played a couple other tactics games since then but none of them have ever felt as complete as i'm experiencing with fire emblem right now yeah totally so let's get into maybe some of why it feels so complete to you is it like the story that's compelling or the mechanics or what is it that's making this stand out where other games sort of fell short so although i don't usually have the patience for some of the relationship things one of the things that i like about it is that i also experienced with the original final fantasy tactics is that i really am motivated to build these characters to level them up to get excited as they get better and i want to master that class and then i want to master the next class and i can see myself putting hundreds of hours into this to just make it like really op and master the battlefield yeah i haven't felt that kind of incentive in a while and i've tried to but like i tried all the tactics games for the ds or the well the first there was tactics advance and then tactics for the ds and i haven't liked either one nearly as much as the original final fantasy tactics and it hasn't sucked me in this one is sucking me in i really like the team and i can see myself wanting to build them up and master all those classes and i don't really know exactly what it is i'm not the most uh insightful game critic but I'm really, really grateful that a game is able to has been able to give me that again because it's been a while since I've felt that. Well, it's the it's one of those almost love at first sight kind of feel moments where it's harder to describe exactly what's going on. But yeah, like for me, it's I've played games like XCOM and stuff where there is a grid and you come attach your characters and there's permadeath. But this is like the first game that just like framed it all in the perfect way for me. It's like you don't have soldiers. You have a class of children that look up to you mm-hmm. and you, you, I know the names of every single one of my soldiers. There's like 10 of them. It's like impressive that they like make them all distinct and count. And it's just, this like, it's, you just every move you make on the battlefield is like an emotional move where it's like, I cannot lose Marianne right now. Like, yeah. like I, I can't Sounds do like it. we picked the same house. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess also you played Golden Deer. Uh, Golden oh. Deer. Oh, Hell shit. Yeah. No, Maybe you, not. Makes, oh, you picked I'm, the, you I'm, picked I'm, the Dark Prince. I, the, the blonde blue guy. The blonde blue guy. Yeah, I did. Okay, so <laughs> um, never mind. I thought there was a Marianne on my team. Never mind. Well, that's... I mean, there's probably like a, yeah, a Mary Beth or something. Uh, yeah, there's the, so you just, it makes you care about the, these kids so much. And a part of it is the, the writing, which is, uh, so much better than a lot of these JRPGs, even though it is still, I mean, it's, they're not reinventing any wheels. I mean, so far from what I've seen in terms of the tropes they're using, but they're doing them well, they're doing them specifically. And, um, it's, it's just super fun so far well i think the game i think you're getting one the localization of this game is really good yeah um it it's really really diff- rare that you find a jrpg there's a ton of characters where they all sound different the voice acting way better than most the vo- most well, both in the voice games. acting and also in the writing like just the way everyone talks feels distinct right um and that's really impressive and in fact that's such a big deal to me that 
So we'll get into the story of this game in a second. But the opening of the game is that you're hanging out with your dad, who's like a knight um, or who's a mercenary. and You're doing mercenary stuff and you run into the people from the school and you rescue some kids. And then afterwards, you talk to the, the three kids you rescued who are the heads of the three houses. And it's sort of how it sets up the premise of the game. And the first question they ask is literally just, where are you from? And I had to go outside and have a cigarette because I was like, <laughs> I care so much about this world already that, like, I don't want to be wrong about this. That, like, wait, I, I need <laughs> um, to have the wait. bio that feels right to me. Oh, OK. I was like confused. I was like, that question shook you. <laughs> like, where Damn, I, I wasn't ready to make a choice in that moment. I was like, I need a cigarette. And Burf was like, they're just asking where you're from. And I was like, Burf, I need a cigarette. <laughs> I hope that you took the switch off the dock and just put mm-hmm. it next to your ashtray and just stared uh-huh. at the and stared at the choice for oh. all five minutes as oh. you as you all took the, drag after drag. I'll one up you on this one because what I actually did was the thing that I do, which is I have it lined up so that my cigarette smoking zone is you can see the TV through the window, yes. and the controller reaches it, so I can just stand and smoke cigarettes on the porch and play video games from out there if I want to. Nice. There is an overflowing pot of cigarettes underneath your house house that's just turned into like wood kindling and you, it's just going to burn that whole place down. One no, that day. already happened and we had the fire and I put it out and I moved a lot of the stuff. OK, well, um, just if uh, it, hey, Haley, eh, no, there's no way my landlord is listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, like the story is is cool so far. Maybe Lux will do a little spoiler. Well, let's uh, let's part get into later. Like, the basic the basic premise of the story, the basic setup for how this game goes. Well, before we do that, can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, I got a question. So I have been looking at the reviews of this game. Whenever I buy, I think I have this kind of compulsive thing where if I spend sixty dollars on a game or whatever sixty five dollars, uh, I like need to read the reviews to m- make sure that I feel good about my purchase. And I've seen that. The big criticism against the game is old school Fire Emblem fans saying, fuck the fact that this is all husbandos and waifus. And since Lux, you're an old school Fire Emblem fan, what do you think about that? Yeah, fuck that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really angry. Um, well, it's just, it's just so, that, like there's no it's like, yeah, obviously there's like a little bit more relationshipiness in the way people treat each other. And they're all kind of like a little bit more traditionally attractive or whatever. But like. If you're telling me they weren't just going to make like Marth, Roy and Ike and Lucina and everyone super duper hot in fucking t- 720, you're a fuck. That's crazy. <laughs> like, this <laughs> I, was I what agree. was going to happen anyways was with graphics. Like, it's crazy. It's nuts. And so the only difference is that they're just people that we would have extrapolated being hot in pixels. And now they're just more realized. Yeah. And I think that the, like the conversations are less dense in the other games are like less sort of relationship dense. But I think part of that's because like the people who made that game didn't think they I don't think they ever imagined you'd have the degree of connectivity that you can have now with just like the visuals. Um, so I just think just that, that complaint is kind of bullshit because I think that there Look. was like a shit ton of fan fiction about, about Harold and Marth and Roy and fucking ever and Lucina and Crom and everyone like that fanfic has existed for 100 years. You know what I Listen, mean? I want to just say to all the toxic fans listening to this right now, uh, uh, you know, a, a person isn't just a series of small pixels. They're now a series of 
tens of thousands of pixels and <laughs> you will fucking respect them as such okay uh yeah yeah these characters are hot i don't think i can date them enough to be honest that's my concern i i, I always worry with these games that i'm gonna miss my shot you know uh and uh so far i haven't really done that much dating because i feel like i'm still just on i'm still trying to even just become friends with these people because i'm early on but lux is there a decent amount of dating in this well, game in so so here's the thing in some ways this game is less Dating than the other Fire Emblem games. That's right. That's what I was hearing. Because in the other Fire Emblem games, you kind of like there's like a you could like go on dates and shit sometimes. And don't you have like kids and then they go to war and stuff? Like uh sometimes that depends that fates is weird. Okay. Um, I think that's mostly in fates. Maybe it's another one too. Um right. but um it's just that like there's actually dating action in this game that's not exactly how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just sort of like you have a series of relationship building sort of interactions and then you get to make certain choices as the game goes on that like solidify your like relationship um, but it's not quite but you it don't, doesn't you have, don't have much, like a like, girlfriend sort of or something the same way. you don't like get married or have a girlfriend or anything or a boyfriend or an SO well I'm not going to tell you about everything that okay happens okay maybe okay maybe maybe keep me keep me wondering about that I'll keep you wondering um, about how you can finalize your relationships uh, I want to talk about the 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 fighting in this game, but first we got to talk about move over Hogwarts. Mm. Uh, we've got Garrig Mock. Is that how you say it? I think so. Some characters defo pronounce it with a T, and there's not one. <laughs> but some characters definitely are like it's Garrig Mocked, and I'm like I can read. That's not what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really like exploring this zone. It seems like uh, they put a lot of just time and love and energy into like the space, and then also it just being fun to move around it. Yeah. Yeah, especially since he's such a badass, he doesn't put his hands in his sleeves because no fuck sleeves. that. That's for fucking basic people. No oh, sleeves. Yeah, no sleeves. Some, you let those, you let those like, sleeves S-tier fly. Anime warrior stuff. Yeah. How, how else do you Naruto run? Um, honestly, there's like a few things that I do wish we could do in real life, and one of them is to do it no sleeves, just like your your body's like a clothes rack, and you just still keep those sleeves flowing. Oh, flowing. You know, so you can yeah. see inside the sleeve yeah yeah that yeah. requires some fan technology yeah it's an expensive <laughs> look they could do it in jojo's bizarre adventure i don't see why i don't have one in my house <laughs> uh but yeah it's not only fun to run around and do the little things but it is uh it's it's fun it's fun to you can fast travel really quickly so you can get around so it doesn't feel tedious to do all this stuff you can really zip around the whole place um I am a little annoyed with the lost item stuff. Like, I personally don't have the patience yeah, for it. Yeah, I wouldn't do it if my girlfriend wasn't there. Right. And is she just, like, intuiting it, like, knowing the characters, Ma'am, or is she looking it up? Because she is sometimes looking it up, but oftentimes she intuitive. My, my girlfriend is crazy completionist. She plays Elder Scrolls Online, and she is right now a trying to get a trophy that something like .001% of people have had. Hell yes. And it's something like, and I, I think I think I think it's the fishing trophy. She's trying to catch every fish in the world of Elder Scrolls Online. So she'll play Elder Scrolls for hours and not fight anyone. Oh my just God. fish. We, so, we need to get the fish champion of Elder Scrolls yeah, online on the podcast. But the thing, okay, you guys do know that, like, if you go into the roster, you can look at people and it tells you what they like and don't like. I did not know that. 
Oh. I also want to know because you is can do that button? to answer the, the lost item stuff a lot of the time. I've been searching for this on Google. I've found no answer. Is there a button to where you can automatically skip all your turns, or do you have to manually skip each person's turn during battle? You can, if you you can press, end if you your press turn. A on an empty square or a deactivated square, a menu comes up, and the end an end is one of the options on there. And you hit ah, end, it skips your thank turn. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I could not find that on Google. I'm still having questions like that. And what's crazy is like, no, in so many ways, this game on paper would be, I'd like be like, no, thank you. Because it's like, there's menus for days. That's what I was going to ask y'all about. Is that that's something that I'm super used to being like a weird, hard RPG, hard JRPG weirdo. But like, is that annoying? <laughs> okay. Normally it would be, but because every element of this game from like the story to the characters to the gameplay is like, so fun and I care so much about all of my kids that every new menu is a chance to save my kids a little bit more to make them more safe <laughs> like you know like it's not just a menu it's like it's security so my babies don't die because like early on in this game uh, I, I was like level two or three and I accidentally did a side quest that was like level eight and I was like damn this game got hard because I didn't realize like my level difference uh, and I went through some brutal defeats I lost like two people people and had to like scum save and reload and realize my mistake and what I'd done. Uh, and I was like, I can't go back there. Like I can't lose people again. You know, the yeah. first time I ever had to use time warp on anyone who wasn't my main divine pulse. Yeah. Fucking wrecked my whole shit. Mm -hmm. I was, um, I was like stunned. I, I remember exactly what happened. I, uh, <laughs> I ran Leone into a group and I miscounted the number of attacks the bad guys would have. Yeah. And so they did the attacks and I was like, word, you're good. You're low on health, but Marianne's right over here and she's going to get you in a sec. And then lo and behold, a magic guy runs up, blasts her and she died. And I just like dropped the controller and just like stared at the TV <laughs> and was like, no, I've mm -hmm. lost you because I'm also used to fire them. So I thought that she just died, died forever. It was over. Oh, so right. are both you guys playing on classic? I yes. play on classic. Yeah. But then, we did of not course, play then I was like, oh, I can just use time travel to bring her back. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know that that was a mechanic until act after we had picked. Right. It's still basically like you can redo it three times. So it doesn't feel as crazy in Psycho. Um, but is, is there a version that you can play like a new game mode that's like no divine pulse? I, I wonder. I'm curious. I would I would enjoy that um, or just let um, like, just less because like I like having a few. But by the time I got to the end of the game, I'd unlocked so many. Right. That like, I mean, like, look, I fuck up a lot playing video games sometimes because I'm not paying attention, but not so much with this video game. And even when I did in this video game, it's like I have 13 divine pulses. What do I get? <laughs> right. Sure. Um, but like, yeah. So the, the gameplay is incredible. It's it's like fun to like figure out how to move your units in the right way to to strategically like take the least amount of damage. Uh, sometimes you got to make hard choices. Sometimes you leave a character in a spot and then something happens. You're like, oh, no, what have I done? And then you got to like kind of like play recovery on that moment. Uh, and yeah, it's just like really fun to do all that stuff. And I can't even tell how much time is passing when I'm doing one of these battles. I'm one just like so sucked things into it. about the battle battles is the counterattack function yeah that yes. like when you attack they hit you when they hit they attack you that you hit them because you can set up your strategy around like baiting their guys into hitting you so you kill them which just gives you a free kill and you can move out a different way right um, overextending is is death in this game so you like want to inch slowly forward and like bait people and that took me a few rounds to figure out or if you get strong enough you can like there are parts in this game like once 
uh, once Hilda got fucking, I got Hilda into full on God mode. Yes. Um, truly the Morrigan goddess queen of the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just run her out onto a flank and be like, everyone attack Hilda. You'll die. Right. Cause she's a beast and just yeah, waste, I, and waste their entire army. And here's one thing, something that Jared was mentioning earlier. That's like, it's so fun to build your character because each character has these class slots and you get to see there's like beginner, intermediate, advanced, and like master or something. And each one of them have these little cartoon icons of like what they're going to look like eventually that you can kind of like dream of like this character and building them up. Like, I have these levels for these characters like, oh, is that guy in a flying dragon or something? Like, holy shit, I can't wait to get there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Guys, so wait, did you mass? Like, did you do any grinding locks? Um, not really. I mean, I did all the fighting side, the questing side quests because like, yeah, do the battle side quests are fun to do. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I we're grinding a lot because I want to I'm actually doing something where I want to master a class before I move on. But that's hard. That's yeah. wild. Um. Yeah, I didn't do. Th- I think hmm, I had a few people who probably did that who like mastered every class they did, but not many. Because um, a lot of them, I would just be like, I need to move you up to the next best class for like the thing you're doing, and then. But the goal is to get you to like, you know, wyvern rider or whatever. Um, so it's like, yeah, that, you're that, a warrior for right now. For everyone, like for yeah. four or five levels, because as soon as I can, I'm gonna bump you up again. Um, because I want them to master the specific classes that I like wanted them to be doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here's, yeah. here's my problem, guys. I want to know if you guys have have dealt with this, too. I have a hard time keeping my entire team the same level range. Like, yeah, at the beginning, that was a huge problem. Yeah. And so basically, like my swords and my big guys were strong and I was putting them forwards and they were like almost twice the level of my mages and my lancers because I would keep them in the back and they're weaker. And it was like, it, I feel like I'm almost forced to do like these like easy side missions just to like get my lobby characters more leveled up. Yeah. yeah so, I wish that healing gave more experience. Yes. There's also things like uh, it's not shout, but there's like some sort of like mini buff that you can do. And I was, I wish that gave experience. Right. Gambits. Gam. Well, not gambits. Uh, there's, eh, I don't know yeah. what it is. That was a problem for me at the beginning. It's starting to get a little bit better now that my characters can use magic and stuff like that. So I can usually get a ranged attack in. But yeah, I was in the same spot for a while. Somehow Burf is a genius at this. Um, <laughs> Burf is my roommate and also Griffin's former roommate uh, and a, a friend of the podcast. Burf is and an a, archer. And what? I said an and an archer. And an archer. Professional archer. Um, He... Is like I've been playing like he's been playing all the time. Basically, like we've basically been trading off. I mean, mostly it's been me. And then like when I'm asleep and like just wake up, he's playing. And I'm like, I'm going to need that back. Um, But he has like his team where like his highest level character is like 15 and his lowest is like a 12. Like pretty good. They're all really tight in levels. And he's just does like very meticulously fucking like moves his dudes around to make sure that like. Like I watched him do a fight where a guy leveled twice and he was like, okay, you're done. And just like walked him away from the fight. <laughs> right. That's actually the strategy that you, you, I had to grow used to was like some battles are about growing your characters and like tossing the ones that are high leveled, like, like back to like put the, the low level ones up front. So yeah, there's like still a lot of learning kind of growing pains as I'm like trying to figure this game out, but it's just, it just like kind of has everything to keep me going to make me keep learning and keep figuring it out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I think, do we want to do the spoiler segment now? Yeah, yeah, I think we should. Are you going to spoil uh, well, this for me? Yeah, because this is where we'll get into some of the details about the story. Well, hmm. 
Let's start talking the story, think, and then I'll call the spoiler thing once we get to where it gets spoilery. Okay. So, Here's my thing, guys. I don't trust the church. The church seems shady as fuck. Lux is going to confirm this for me in like five minutes. But every time we talk to the church, they're like, oh, yeah, it's chill. We had to execute those guys. And you're like, why? They're like, no reasons. Um, I could have just waited until we got to that part. Of the okay, whatever. Yes. Um, the church is... There's a lot to wonder about with the church. That's the, that's the early story. You were working for this church. Yeah, you're working for the church, and the church is sketchy. Um, church for is sketchy. Sure. Um, they, they seem real weird. And then you also have – so there's these three – the thing about this game that's really cool is that there are three regions that all have very sort of specific different vibes going on. There's the Adrestian Empire, which is like your classic thousand-year dynasty empire, um, and they are represented by the Black Eagle's house. There's the Alliance, which is like a sort of uh, – like – city state law like a like merchant lords community of nobles and stuff that are sort of like a big old council and that's the golden deer's house and then there's the kingdom of fargus which is a very funny name for a place um which is like the knights and like lords kind of zone and that's where the the blue lions the house that jared you're playing right yes that's where those dudes are from and so basically throughout the game there's at least at the beginning part of the game you're just going to the school and you're teaching and think people are attacking the church in various ways. Um, they, some people go apostate at one point. You got to stop that and tell them no. Um, you, some people try and steal a magical sword, which you then get, which is good. Um, what other, what other quests are there uh, towards the beginning? Uh, people get kidnapped. You got to rescue them. I mean, that's where that's where we, me and Jared are. Yeah. That's like where that's where it ends for our story. OK, so let's, um, and, let me get into and the spoilers us trust for the church. a sec. So official uh, spoiler yeah. alarm. <laughs> yes, there it is. Um, so the cool thing is about halfway through the game, it takes like a major turn um, when you're out of the <laughs> school that like you at least in my game. So I don't know what's going to happen in your game, Jerry, because it could be very different. Because apparently they're almost three whole last different games. Although I'm not positive. That's true. I'm still oh, unclear cool. if it's the same events from three different perspectives or slightly different events adjusted according to the perspectives. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but what happened in my game is that the flame emperor who's been doing all this bad shit turned out to be Edelgard of the black Eagle house. The girl, the, the lady the beginning. Whoa! Um, the Cri girl who like Holy you could play shit. as. Holy shit! Imagine if to. you chose that side. What? Imagine if you chose that side. Hey, no, I can't wait for birth to get there. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, oh. And I don't know if that's going to happen in birth's game or not. Like, I'm very curious because other things have happened have led me to believe that like maybe it's different. I don't know. But like after wow. that happens, the game becomes about like her waging war on the world, and then like you and the your class having to like lead the resistance, and like other stuff happening in other places. And it becomes this really big, complicated political faction game. Um, not that it changes your mechanics at all, really. And in fact, in some ways, the game gets kind of more annoying during your home time because you're higher level. So you have mad points to use. But like there aren't as many people to talk to because there's a war happening. Oh, damn. So it. you're like, oh, man, I have nine things I could do. And it's like too bad. There's only five things you can do. Oh, Wait, sorry, sorry for being five steps behind, but Edelgard's the red lady. Edel she's the she's one of the three houses. Yeah. She's, okay. Yeah. 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 And wow. then, yeah, she, and she's then like Ravenclaw. That she is the flame emperor. Um, wow. Or maybe or I sorry. I learned that. What you learn is who knows. 
Um, wow. So then that happens. And then what I hear is you have to fight a lot of the students. Yes. In the and church. that's another part of it is that throughout the game, mm. I was trying, like, I wasn't like hardcore trying to recruit people, but I would talk to people and like, you know, do stuff with uh, various characters. And like, then I had to fight them and sometimes kill them. Yeah. Oof. And that was brutal. But very right. good and interesting. And it was really tough. Uh. There were fights where like <laughs> I almost lost or like almost lost people because I was trying to kill the command, like kill a certain character and leave as many other characters alive as I could. Oh, that's an option. That's crazy. Just, to just kill mean, the commander to end the battle. Yeah. Wow. That's I was trying cool. to do that. I mean, there are definitely some of them survived who wouldn't have if I was playing it straight. Hmm. Um, wow. That is cool. And, and I don't know if it had a change. I don't even know if it had like an actual effect on the mechanics of the game, really. But like I wanted to do it for me. And also because the first time I killed one of the students in a fight, I felt really bad. Right. And I was so like, that happens, I don't want to feel that way at all. So that happens. And then I guess my only other question that I must assume is you kill God at the end of this game, like every JRPG. Well, no. Where, where is God? <laughs> do we get him this time? We do, we do, do not we, get God this time. Although uh, God we take is L. a cool twist on that idea a little bit in this game. Um, and, where, and that you learn this at around the same time as the, as the Edelgard stuff. Um, that like, well, you guys are close enough that like, you'll probably get to this fairly soon, but like that, the Sothis, the like spooky guy lady who's talking to you is like the God. Mm. I mean, that seemed obvious. Mm. Right. And so then like there you, was definitely something about her. It's something about her floating around it's and not existing in the same dimension. All of history for no reason. <laughs> um, and yeah, the church is up some sketchy stuff, but it is at least in the playthrough you are doing Griffin. I don't need to spoil totally, but like they're not as evil as it sounds like they are. I'll be the judge of that. OK, fair enough. Um, but I, wanted to, <laughs> I wanted specifically to talk about that twist in the middle because that's like so interesting and such like a brutal move that makes the whole game feel like. I think that right. if it, it the reinforces game all the choices had, like, you've this made really so intense far. Tonal twist in the middle, I would have gotten kind of bored of it by the end. Sure. They get like, I loved what was happening. But I was just like, all right, now we're going to school again. Now I teach some more classes and now we do blah, 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 blah. Um, God, even yeah. if it was like, and plus there are monsters. What do we do about monsters? I feel like I wouldn't have really had the same change. Like it does the first time that you get free time during the war and you're like, oh, there's like no one here. Like, right. Is a bummer, man. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that's kind of that kind of is like what maybe Persona 5 should have done is like because Persona 5 did fall into a rhythm of like drama, then dungeon, drama, then dungeon for like 120 hours. So it's nice to hear that this game kind of like switches things up emotionally. Yeah, there's a big pivot. All right. Let's just throw a throw a civil war in there. Yeah, you know, exactly. There's an Iron Man situation. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, but OK, spoiler <laughs> undalarmed over. Spoilers are over. We did it. Wow. Okay. Um, well, is there um, anything else, Jared, that you want to talk about about this game? Yeah. Any final thoughts? No. I mean, I I'm still relatively early on. I'm really enjoying it. It's just it, fun. It's Buy just it. yeah. It's it's badass. I'm glad it was a good purchase. Better yeah. than new Super Mario Brothers U or <laughs> Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Which, which I was mm, almost gonna buy. Which I which I also did buy and have, have pitched <laughs> to the curb. Um, yeah. As well as my plans, I really want to play the new Wolfenstein too. But it's like I've got some shit I need to do first. My final thought is I am stunned slash floored slash intimidated by how replayable this game will be because it really is three houses with a different ensemble each time. Uh, and I, I'm i just this feels like a game I'm going to play three times. Yeah, well, it seems like every well, we house need that has at least 
And I think there's some houses where there's like multiple endings you can get to through choices. You, you can cut Lux off. Oh, no, it's good. We need <laughs> that because there's nothing good coming out till October. Right. Till Death Stranding comes out. Yeah. And, and by, I oh mean, we God. were just so spoiled last year. Last year was just an insanely awesome year for games. Yeah. And then so this past three months has just been slow. And so I'm glad to have something that will stay fresh for months. Right. Because other than this and Sekiro, what else has really happened this year? I can't think Resident of Resident Evil 2, Devil May Cry 5. Yeah, those are really yeah. the only ones. Oh, wow. There's, a new, year. there's new Wolfenstein, but like, nah. I mean, I'm going to play a bunch of it, but yeah, it doesn't seem like it's that. It, it doesn't seem like it's a big, everyone loves it hit or anything. Yeah. Um, um, all right. It'll be, well, it'll be interesting. We... This one really came out of nowhere for me. And damn, was it good from the get go. Um, but yeah, we'll cut to a commercial break and then we will give our final ratings. We're not going to rate this game. Uh, I mean, Lux will. Why not? We can Lux just, get. Yeah. This game is great. We don't need to do the rating, I guess. Uh, we can just keep it on this <laughs> today, I think. Cool. Um, so yeah, well, let's go to a commercial and then we'll come back and we'll do some other shit. Hey, Lux, where are we dropping in today, boys? Oh, well, I'll tell you where. We're dropping in at Mortimer's Retirement Home because someone's lost someone very special to them. Oh, man, my grandpa. All right, wave goodbye to the bus driver. Now, you might be wondering what you're hearing right now, and I'll tell you. It's, I'm we, dropping in. We are dropping in because We're dropping we in. are Fortnite Funeral Services. We'll show up to your funeral and bring a little bit of pizzazz to the proceedings. Listen, just like any fu- any family funeral, there's all the family fighting to the death with one family member standing, and you gotta drop in the right way. You gotta get a Fortnite-themed funeral. How That's else right. are We're you gonna, gonna do- decide who gets the will? Who keeps the gargoyle stash? Who collects the rare diamonds? Only one can have them all. It is a, it's a sad... Uh, farewell to uh, a life of a human being but it's also a chance to do emoji dances uh floss the other ones i don't play floss, the backpack kid dance are the they the same thing someone one. explain it to me mm-hmm. um but yes either way a fortnite funeral seems like a weird idea for you to have if you want to have it though we'll help it we'll make it happen they told us funeral services were over, and then we just put Fortnite in front of the funeral service, and now we're getting calls all the time. Many of them, you know, are unhappy because it's not what they expected, but that's the service. Go to funeralfortnite.com. Slash Game put in Boys. The promo, put in the promo. Yeah, slash Game Boys. Put in the promo code uh, Jared Bauer, and uh, <laughs> that's our promo code for all of our services. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, check it out. Check it out. And also, you know, f- say goodbye. Hey there, Internet. Welcome back to the Game Boys podcast. My name is Solux. I'm still your host. Your host is still Griffin Davis. Your guest is still Jared Bauer. And we're still talking about Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, so I don't think everyone's far enough that we can super give this game a rating. So one thing I did want to say um, before we get out of here is that, or Jared, isn't it wild how very aligned with the video we just put out this game is? Oh, about kids going to war? Absolutely. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah, it's wild. So, Griffin, I don't know if you watched uh, the anime history video we did at Wisecrack, but it basically breaks down a lot of like why you see so many animes where like kids go to high school and learn to fight. Oh, I am always confused. I'm always curious about why that is. And I always think it makes things better. Like, you know how we in America do like Master Chef Junior? It's mm. the same kind of thing. If they're just doing War Junior over there yeah. and it's like, you know, it's way more interesting than watching Adult War. Yeah. 
But that's probably not what your video's theme was. <laughs> no, well, it was it was about how like in Japan there's like this history of sort of they um in, in the, inter- yeah, the the what is it the uh, imperial internal, rescript internal, education watch, was let, this let like the face explain let no, the no, face imperial explain imperial rescript education was basically the equivalent of the of the American pledge of allegiance for Japan that was basically when you are starting from a kid you are grown up believing that you ought to be a good soldier that will sacrifice yourself for the emperor who is coeval with heaven and earth. Mm, okay. Yeah. And, and that, that, that basically that is echoed throughout all of, or a lot of anime. Hmm. Yeah. Like a shocking amount. And then this game is just so about that life. <laughs> like wow. these kids show up to go to military officer school and you're just training them and they're fighting for, like you said, Griffin, this church that may or may not really be the best idea in the world. Um, and I think it's just, it was so wild. When I started playing this game, I immediately started thinking about that video and it was so totally. crazy. Totally. Um, but since we're doing ratings, um, should we do a quick I'll, I'll segment? I'll get my dream rating. My dream rating, my, my dream rating is a five. I hope it can go the distance and I'm hoping it's a five. Yeah, I can give it a thumbs up. A thumbs up. I'm I can give it a, it a thumbs th- up. Yeah. But yeah, I probably got to go do more of it before. I imagine this is going to be either a four or five for yeah, me. Yeah, it's I'm, getting close. I'm, even, I'm having a tough time deciding if it's a five or not because I can't decide if it's my fire, favorite Fire Emblem game. But it might be, and that's very good. Yeah, it's exciting to have this year. It's exciting to do this emergency pod on this. Uh, and thank you for joining us as the commissioner of all new video games. Uh, <laughs> we, we come to you every time. A, a big, big uh, entry is released. So oh, I'm flattered. Lux, take it away. I will say that I'm glad that the last time we did a new video game, it was a shitty new video game. And now we get to relish in something that's awesome right. and new. Yes, it, it is. It is sort of a we rose from the ashes of Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, I'm excited uh, for the you next. Had a, you had a guest on recently who was playing Kingdom Hearts three. And it hurt me. Yeah. yeah. Mention it. Yeah. yeah you guys up. were you guys were letting her letting her down very softly. I would have been like, yo, stop playing right now. Yes, I believe that was Gina Ippolito yeah. who was curious about doing it. And I was like, oh no. I mean, I think there was a morbid curiosity that you have to continue it. Um, but anyways, yeah, I'm excited to do this again in six months and see the castle you've upgraded to mm-hmm. uh, here. You know, I feel like you're, is this the intermediate class right now? And then you'll eventually get an, like a new seal. We'll see. I'm we'll excited. See. I'm we excited. Can, uh, Guys, we can maybe check back in for is so great. I've been watching all the Wisecrack videos, uh, and, and they're really great. Um, have you guys done Attack on Titan season three yet? Not yet. Lux, you on that man? Well, you're the only, I think you're the only one of the team watching it. Let's go. I will uh, say if I can plug one thing, please. Uh, starting tomorrow, we just started a partnership with Medium, Medium.com. So we're going to be having our own Wisecrack publication, and so we're going to be uploading three original articles a month. Or sorry, a week, ten a month, and uh, we're really excited to do it. It's uh, we're put, putting a lot of work into it, and it's kind of a new initiative for us to see if we can make videos and articles. So Whoa. excited about that! Dang, yeah, check it out. Um, wait, huh. is there a where's the so, website? Yeah, where's it going to be? Medium, me, yeah, medium.com slash wisecrack. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like a partnership with them. Yeah, nice. yeah. They're, they're they're financially supporting us to see if we can kind of create a following on their platform. Oh, okay, cool. It's the the opinion section is wisecrack. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations. Uh, you guys have been making funny videos uh, and insightful videos for years that have recontextualized the way that I watch the movies, the TV, and even the games. <laughs> so thank you for coming. I mean, thank yeah. you for letting me be here. Absolutely. Love having you.
Thanks for jumping the on the show. show. Um, and Griffin, do you have anything you need to plug? Is don't you have a cool thing coming up? Uh, yeah. If you're listening to this podcast right now, um, August 8th, we're doing a new show at Comedy Central at the Hudson. That's going to be really fun. Uh, it's all only good stuff. Uh, I promise. So they were doing some of our, our, our oldest, uh, bangers and hits before we start a brand new show, uh, in September, every second September at the pack theater, every second September, uh, every second September. <laughs> That's right. It's going to be, we're going to have a lot of time between them, but I do need, I do need my rest for fire. Emblem. No, it's every, it's every second Sunday in starting in September. And I'm really good at this. And I can tell you guys are going to all be there. Uh, but the show's going to be great. Come to the Connie Central one on August 8th. Cool. And uh, as always, I mean, Wisecrack already got plugged. So that's fine. Uh, uh, the PWR Indiegogo is going to be dropping soon. So stay tuned on Facebook and look out for that to help contribute to the next show, which is Ghost Mall. Um, very exciting stuff. But that is going to do it for us here today. My name is Lux. I'm your host, your co-host, Griffin Davis. Your guest is Jared Bauer. Your editor and producer is Haley Clement. Your international music is by Matthew Moore. And your artist is Brittany Metz. Goodbye, Internet. And we love you very much. Fire Emblem, Three House.